Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. It is another Sunday. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It's a wonderful day here in New York City. Although I have to tell you, uh, the immigrant, uh, the illegal aliens running around are starting to uh, cloud the city. They are all over the place, and there is a great deal of tension mounting in the city right now of uh, New Yorkers who aren't too happy. And uh, so we are armed and ready today to serve justice with all my great listeners on the Red Apple Audio Network to talk about this important issue that affects not just New York and New York City, but America as a whole. Look, there's so much that happened this week, uh, and it, it culminated In the president's visit to the U.N. this week, New York City suffered gridlock. You know, it was uh, the city was literally shut down uh, for uh, hours at a time as the president was traipsing through the city, uh, not to meet with Mayor Eric Adams, uh, who requested a meeting to discuss his inability to handle these migrants, to discuss the fact that he doesn't know where to put them the president was a little too busy going out to dinner with his family and raising some money at fundraisers and uh you know bumping into flags uh you know as he kind of walks around if you can call it that in new york city yeah the president was a little too busy having a good time he couldn't be bothered to go to the roosevelt hotel to see what's going on there with the immigrants who are uh all over the hotel and he couldn't have a meeting with the mayor to discuss the problem mayor's trying to figure out where to put them how to pay for them uh it is an incredible mess in new york right now folks and i'm telling you new york will never go back to the way it was we worried about after the pandemic whether the new york would come back but new york is not coming back from this uh migrant uh, influx and i must tell you i i don't object to it because I feel that the southern states and the border states should not have to suffer the overwhelming number of uh, illegals coming in. And let's be real clear about a few things, folks. You can come to this country and claim asylum if you believe that the government is going to torture you or if you believe that you're going to be imprisoned because of your political beliefs. If you are truly someone who is escaping uh, political persecution, You are not entitled to be or come to America or to be considered someone in need of asylum simply because you come from a poor country. You're not entitled to asylum simply because uh, you want a better life or because the the economy is better here. You know, the economic impact of our dealing with this migrant crisis, not just in New York City, but across the country is a disaster. Asylum is for those who have a credible fear of persecution. 
that's official government persecution, that they're going to be jailed and tortured. Simply fleeing violence in a country where there are gangs isn't a basis for asylum, and not everyone living in poverty is entitled to come here. You know, American taxpayers are starting to live in poverty because of the taxes that we're paying to pay for the illegals who come here and are are being caught and then released into the interior. And, you know, all that talk, folks, for so many months about how Governor Greg Abbott, he's busing them into New York. You know who's busing them and flying them? The Biden administration. And I want you to listen to the sound of a question by Peter Ducey asking Karine Jean-Pierre this week on Thursday, I believe, of, you know, what they call the influx of nine to 10,000 people a day. Take a listen to this. But when you spoke last month yeah. and you said, we are stopping the flow at the border, is 10,000 migrants in a single day stopping the flow? What I will say is, I just mentioned 250 individuals have been have been uh, stopped who do not have the legal pathway from coming in. That has been since May 12th. And, and as we are, you know, looking at Eagle Pass, and I know this is a, uh, this is a, uh, where, where, um, uh, uh, kind of the, 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 um, the issue is at the time at, at the moment uh, you know CBP quickly surged resources and personnel to the area and thanks to their great work their great work uh, we're able to swiftly vet vetted and process into custody more than 2,500 individuals and cleared the area where migrants had congregated and that's the work of our law enforcement that's the work of our law enforcement at the border remember House Republicans are trying to cut that they're trying to cut that well there you have it you could tell Kareem just wanted to blame it on the Republicans. No, the Democrats claim the border is secure. And now what they're saying is, you know, we're going to give temporary protected status to 420,000 Venezuelans. And you know what that includes, folks? That includes a Social Security number so that they can work. And you know what you can do with a Social Security number, folks? You can get a license. And you know what you can do then? You can vote. This is an intentional act on the part of the Biden administration to change this nation, to bring in during the last two years, uh, I think this year they're saying two and a half million. And that's that doesn't count the gotaways. And by the way, the Biden administration has already lost 85,000 kids. We know what's going on with those kids. They're being put in jobs where they're, they're literally in child slavery. There is so much going on here to talk about. And this morning, we are going to have two great guests. We're going to have Congressman Andy Biggs, who's also going to be able to talk about Merrick Garland and the fact that he lied before Congress when he appeared to talk about the Hunter Biden case. And uh, we're also going to have Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, both of them uh, Congress people in the thick of what's going on in this country. It's all coming up here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel, the Towers Foundation show. And up next, I will be speaking with Congressman Andy Biggs and asking him all the questions that you're asking yourself right now. Like, how did we get into this mess? It's coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. 
Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel, the Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a congressman who's been fighting in the trenches for a long time. He's from Arizona, folks, Arizona's 5th District. Uh, and uh, Congressman Andy Biggs was uh, first elected in 2016. He's on House Oversight and Accountability Committee and the House Judiciary Committee, where he is the chairman of the Judiciary Subcommittee on Crime and Federal Government Surveillance. Let me tell you something. From 2019 to 2021, uh, 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 Congressman Biggs served as chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. He is a fighter. He is someone who believes in border security. He believes in this country. And uh, we are delighted to have him here. Congressman Andy Biggs, uh, thanks so much for joining us. I want to go right to the border. Now, we're hearing that not only did 420,000, I think it's 470,000 Venezuelans just get temporary uh, protected status work visas, social security numbers, but we're seeing them at nine, ten thousand a day at the El Paso sector. What is going on? Well, it's 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 totally out of control. So while while Texas is getting the media today, so nine to ten thousand there, you got Eagle Pass, uh, more than seven thousand people in a a 72-hour period this week. It, people forget about what's happening in Arizona, for instance. In the in the gaps in, in Arizona, we've had another 10 to 12,000 people come across un, uh, the unknown people, the gotaway people, the people we don't know where they're going, where they're coming from. Are they carrying drugs? Are, are they human traffickers? Are they, are they international terrorists? Are they members of MS-13? We don't know. We simply don't know. And that is... Where we sit, and by the way, Judge, the people that came to Eagle Pass, that group of 2,000 that came in one day, they were two weeks ago, they were down at the Darien Gap. I talked to my source in Darien Gap yesterday, and he told me that they are doing 5,000 people a day in in the Darien Gap in Panama, and that the Panamanian government is spending a bucket load of money to build another 12,000 person detention facility. And guess what? All of those people eventually end up at our southern border and into the country uh, uh, c- on parole. Don't we have any control over what Panama is doing here? Panama is actually, they're one of the countries that's actually trying to help us. They're, they but are. they're being okay. overrun. They're being overrun. And, um, you know, the problem, the problem that you have here is that this government, the Biden regime, is actually facilitating bringing people in of course they are you know why congressman uh, that they're saying the border secure the border secure i don't know why you know mayorkas wasn't impeached that's another subject the border secure now the white house is saying you know we're going to let them come in and we're going to make sure that they're protected and they have this that and the other thing they're talking out of both sides of their mouths and then they want to blame the republicans i mean Karine jean pierre this week when when peter ducey asked a question he simply said you know what do you call it when eight ten thousand come through she starts going after the Republicans. She said it's all the Republicans' fault. What's your response to that? Well, I mean, she, when she's moving her mouth, she's lying. I mean, <laughs> the, the policies, the policies are not. I mean, Mayorkas is driving these policies. I introduced him. He needs to be impeached. Um, right. I well, you guys you know, have the power. Who's who won't right. impeach him? Uh, the 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 leadership, you know, the speaker doesn't want to. I've got people that sit on the Judiciary Committee with me that say, well, look, you know, it's really Joe Biden's the problem. And I'm like, no. Oh, no, no, Joe, no. It's Mayorkas that is implementing these policies and coming up with them. 
and he's the dangerous one. And uh, I, I'm so I'm so frustrated. I I take people down all the time, judge, and I say this is what you need to see. You know, I was talking to different sources. My CB, one of my CBP agent sources yesterday. Uh, I'm I'm telling you, the morale is down. Uh, we're going to lose all these all these great agents that are busting their tail. Good grief! What what more do they need to see? Let me ask you this: What more do my colleagues need to see, Congressman? Yeah, and and I, it's not you. I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, if the speaker's not into it, then it's not going to happen. But you know, when they say, uh, Carrie Jean Pierre says, you guys are looking to cut the border patrol. Is that true? No, of no, course not. No, I mean, but no, I, no. In fact, in fact, in fact, it was under Obama. That they that they took away the overtime pay of CBP agents, and we have been trying now for several years to get that restored, so the CBP agents can get overtime. We're trying to get hire more CBP agents. We went. We need more ICE agents. We need them to be able to do their job, though. I understand that 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 right now you guys have the strongest border legislation ever. Jim Jordan was talking about it, and Schumer won't let it out for a vote. That's right. We passed so, HR 2, which reforms asylum laws, so you don't get any more of these. Uh, uh, everybody who comes across, they get when, when they surrender, they say, I, I, I'm, I have a fear from my own country. I want asylum. Uh, and But that's not a basis. That's right. They, they, that's right. <laughs> they're coached through this thing by the NGOs. So you've got right. these nine big NGOs that are funded in part by the – Yes, that's right. And they're funded by the federal government – laundering money to them and they're facilitating some of them advertise they say come to us this is how you get up there uh it, it, it and i i'm encouraging my friends let's let's stop funding the biden administration the biden administration not just on the border but everywhere is trying to d- d- destroy the country emasculate our rights yeah. well why do we continue to fund that government why well, don't the we house start so using you have the, the power strings? you have the power yes. of the purse string so, That's right. So what are you going to do? Well, I keep in, I keep introducing amendments. I say let the government shut down. Uh, I say let's 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 fund what we should fund, like CBP uh, uh, and that that type of thing. You know the the uh, uh, the federal police agencies that actually are doing something, and then let's reform places like the FBI. Let's. Right. And so I introduced legislation. I introduced over five hundred pieces of legislation. Uh, dealing with budget, budgeting items last February, and uh, these guys, they thought it was a joke. I said, I'm not joking. These are, these are programs you can cut and reduce. And what would happen is Biden would then have to say, you want to goad him. You have to goad him into enforcing the law. And uh, my my colleagues don't want to do that. Well, you know that's a real problem because the the uh, you know they have the bully pulpit right now. And the bottom line is when I listen to Cree Jean Pierre because we can't listen to the president. I mean the guy barely speaks. No, she says yeah. the president is working very 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 hard. He has to do it on his own. You know, it's up to the House to fix this. He's going to continue to work and strategize in a humane, safe, and orderly manner. He is not doing anything but opening the borders and not even meeting with Eric Adams. And I got to tell you, I'm no fan of Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. But when the president comes to this city in New York and then refuses to meet with the mayor in a city that's overrun, I got to tell you, Congressman Biggs, Congressman Andy, 
Andy Biggs, that that it is outrageous what's going on in New York City. And I'm not upset about it because I, I personally, I see the pain that the border states are going through. I know you're from Arizona, Congressman Biggs, and this has been going on for years. And, you know, so I think all of America should experience what the Biden administration is doing in order to get people to do things. But, you know, this catch and release. Look at in Pennsylvania. I don't know if you heard about it. there was a there was a guy who escaped. He stabbed his girlfriend 38 times uh, in, yes. in front of the four year old and seven year old kids. Those kids have a life sentence themselves. Uh, and he was fleeing. I think it was Brazil where he was wanted for murder. OK, we just let these people in. We don't care. It is an, not just an invasion, but it is it is it's an insurrection on the part of foreign nationals. That, that's that's right. And and so when these people are coming in, we're not vetting them. We, we, we don't have time to vet them. We, we look, most countries in the world don't have any connection with the U.S. computer data system. So we can't uh, get in, share information. Um, and if if we can't get it immediately with uh, Interpol, the, right. if they're not an Interpol, we have no idea who they are. And they come in. They, I've watched. I've literally watched them throw their IDs down um, because they because they know if they're from certain countries, they're going to get parole. So they'll right. say, "Look, we're we're from Venezuela. Well, you're going to get paroled." Yep. And, and what, what parole, does parole means? Mean? Yeah. Yeah, parole means basically you, they're going to give you some kind of quasi-legal status. They're going to give you work permits for a couple of years, and then you're lost into the country. Um, and and they're violating the law on parole. This administration is the law on parole. Uh, before Biden, you had 15 to 20 people a year max getting parole. That's where you had a humanitarian medical need. We needed you to you witness something with that. You know, there's maybe there's been an extradition or something. We need you to come as a witness. It's supposed to be determined on a single case by case basis. Yep. Yep. They did. They did last year. About 400,000 parole cases. This year they're on track to do just about a million paroles granted. All right, Congressman Andy Biggs, I can't thank you enough for your time and for, you know, your insight. We're very grateful. Keep up the fight. We love you here on uh, on the Tunnel to Tower show. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining me is a congresswoman who's serving Georgia's 14th district. She is a no-nonsense, straight talker. What you see is what you get. And she's got a new book out called MTG, which kind of signals Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, where she pretty much chronicles what's going on in Congress, her take on other members of Congress, which folks I can't wait to ask her about because she is a uh, straight talker. She doesn't she doesn't shy away from anything. And that's why uh, she is a fascinating congresswoman, one of not just uh, uh, fascination, but of substance. So uh, she, by the way, has a lifetime of business experience and uh, she spent a lot of time in her family's company. She grew a thriving uh, gym in Georgia and it goes on and on. She graduated from the University of Georgia and she's done all kinds of things. She even been, uh, apparently has been actively involved in uh, her schools, her children's schools, and been on the national uh, level as the national director of Family America 
project. She has a strong Christian faith and believes we must protect our great freedoms. I'm not going to say any more. Uh, let's get her on. Uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I have always been interested in what you have to say. So let's start with the border, with the fact that we're seeing nine, ten thousand a day come through, uh, I think, Eagle Pass, and then we've got them coming through the El Paso sector. And now we're Biden is giving temporary protected status to over 470,000 Venezuelans and work permits. Give me your take. We can only call it one nation and president of the United States is the greatest business partner the Mexican cartels have ever had. This invasion is historic and it's a true national emergency crisis. Um, I'm, I'm really angry today. I have to be honest with you, Janine. I'm at home in Georgia because the House, uh, we couldn't get our act together. We couldn't get bills passed. We couldn't get an agreement. Um, and I'm pretty much the catalyst for all of it because I refuse to vote for a single penny to go to the Ukraine war. And so mm-hmm. my vote uh, put the defense bill down yesterday because they wouldn't take it out, even though I told them all week long. But what we're looking at is we're looking at a Washington, D.C. ruling elite class that does not care about the American citizens, the American taxpayers that pay their salaries and, and pay for the entire federal government and the defense of our nation, because Biden's Pentagon, his State Department, and unfortunately too many Republicans in Congress agree that Ukraine is the most important country on earth and that America is, is last, completely last. Well, the amazing part of all that is that, look, uh, I, I don't have a problem with supporting Ukraine, but how many billions of dollars do we have to keep giving them? And it's almost as though when when Putin surrounded uh, Ukraine on the border with those uh, tanks, everybody said, no, no, he's not going to do it. Joe Biden takes his time. We could have had this thing resolved a long time ago. And now it's just billions after billions. We've got an incredible uh, deficit, 30, no, debt, 33 trillion, deficit over a trillion. Um, how much more money are we going to give Ukraine? But that's another issue. Let's talk about what we're going to do about the illegal aliens in this country and the invasion that is going on. Give me your take. Well, the only thing we can do, the the one thing we should be doing, that is exactly what should be happening. But there was a stunning uh, article that came out of Washington Examiner uh, yesterday that tells about the Biden administration using the the app, their, their border app, Um, to allow over 200,000 illegal aliens not to just cross the border, Judge Janine. They got on airplanes from their home countries and flew into 43 different American cities. And that is still ongoing. Mm -hmm. So this is more than just them crossing the border. This is the Biden administration willingly allowing them to illegally enter our country by, by boats, planes, automobiles, it is a willful, yep, yep. you know, I, I can't understand why we haven't impeached Mayorkas yet. He should have been impeached already. Um, Joe Biden. I can't believe be you said that, Congresswoman. We we I just had Congressman Andy Biggs on and I said, I don't understand why Mayorkas isn't indicted. She tells me it's be, uh, uh, Congressman Biggs tells me that uh, McCarthy won't go for it. Is that the case? Yeah, apparently we don't have the votes in our conference. We don't have enough Republican votes. Mayorkas, which is 
it's it's unspeakable. It's absolutely unspeakable. But we 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 have members of Congress that aren't there yet, as if as if they need more evidence, as if it needs to get any worse. Well, the amazing part of all of this is that in the end, we're going to end up paying money and borrowing more money to take care of the illegals. But, you know, Congressman, uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, it's not so much the money. I worry about what's going on in the schools. I worry about crime. I worry about New York City. New York City will never be the same. You have to be here. And I'm I'm not upset that here. I'm glad they're here in New York City. We should share and Americans and New Yorkers should see what Joe Biden is doing to the border, but they're blaming it on Republicans. What do you say to that? It's laughable for them to blame it on Republicans. It's clearly the Biden administration. Yesterday on CNN, I was watching it on the plane home and the mayor of Eagle Pass, the CNN commentator asked him, do you actually blame the Biden administration for the thousands of people that just came into your city. I mean, I think it was like 5,000. And he said, yes, Mm -hmm. on CNN. He goes, yes, I blame the Biden administration. He goes, as a matter of fact, he goes, I declared a state of emergency. And I haven't heard from one single person from the Biden administration. He goes, I haven't heard from Joe Biden. He goes, I feel like nobody cares about us down here. So it is, no matter where it is, whether it's New York, um, Texas, whether it's Georgia, my home state, or we heard from on Homeland Security, we heard from a mother whose son died from fentanyl and and she lives in Alaska. And she said the cartels are all over Alaska selling fentanyl because they can sell it at a premium price up there and they get a bigger profit margin in Alaska than they do in the in the lower 49 states. Uh, Congresswoman, what are we going to do? Marjorie Taylor Greene, what do we do? It's devastating. It's over and over. This is why I support President Trump. His policies worked and the numbers prove it. No one can argue. Corrine Jean-Pierre, she cannot spin it hard enough in one of her ridiculous press briefings in the White House. No one can argue that President Trump's policies were the best policies. They kept our nation secure. His Border Patrol agents, ICE, um, homeland was actually doing the job for the American people, and and we really need that back. And and Judge Janine, I share the the school. I got three kids, and when my kids were in school, I fought against the radical ideology. I protested a drag queen story hour in our local library way back in 2018 before it was it was a national thing. And the the left has an ideology that they're pushing on our kids. Um, the left has an open border policy that's endangering our entire country that we can't pay for. Uh, and, and the left is is truly destroying our country with their Green New Deal and our ability to be uh, energy independent. So I, I truly I say to everyone, I don't care if you like President Trump. I don't care if you don't like President Trump. His policies are the best policies for America. And we've got to get him back in the White House in 2024. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, I don't think there's any question other than uh, uh, President Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. But how does he how does he run for office with a, with all these cases? I mean, it's it's a question of his being in different places at the same time. Well, you know what? Here, I'll say this and I'll say this to the people that are listening. 
It, it's, it's truly, President Trump is as fighting as hard as he possibly can. He has an incredible team of attorneys that are defending his First Amendment, which is freedom of speech. And that's what this war is really about. They're coming after President Trump to silence him. But by silencing him, yeah. they're silencing the American people. And so I challenge people, how long are people going to sit by quietly and allow this to happen in our country? We cannot allow it. People have got to get used to being uncomfortable, having discussions with their friends, their family, their neighbors that are on the other side of the aisle politically. And we've got to get real about talking about this. And I'll give you a great example. And I'm going to use Australia. Yesterday in my office, uh, many officials from the Australian government came and met with me. They were on the left and the right, and they told me in the meeting, they said, we virtually don't agree on anything, but we're here for one issue. And they said it's free speech. And they came to America because they're asking our government to drop the prosecution against Julian Assange, and they're asking our government not to extradite him. And so they're, they're fighting for free press and free speech, and they're upset with our country for prosecuting one of their journalists. And they also said that China is doing the same thing to another Australian journalist. So, see, in our country, we've got to start recognizing that this is an attack on our free speech. We can respect one another when we all agree on the fact that we have to allow each other to have different views and opinions. And, and this is what I'm urging people to see. This is what this election is really coming down to, what they're prosecuting President Trump for is free speech. He can say my election was stolen if he wants to. I can. We can all agree on different different things. The ability to be able to say it must be protected. Well, you know, the amazing part of it is they're even trying to prevent the president from discussing his case. Um, you know, now that he is the accused, they want to stop him from speaking about his case, which is quite incredible. Uh, but, you know, the 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 American people, I think, recognize that, you know, with the 51 intel agents coming out and saying that Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation, um, with the attempt by Mayorkas to have this uh, whatever truth uh, uh, um, group, whatever he called it, uh, to identify what's misinformation, what's disinformation. Americans are not used to that. They're imposing it on us. But I'd like to get to, with the time that we have left, I'd like to get to your book mtg tell us what it's about this book is it's something i worked on for a long time and you know the american media and and much of the country they know a version of me that really doesn't exist it's the version that the media created it's the character that the media created and then they plastered all over their news stories every single day well, there was a lot of things happening in my life when i became a member of congress and i tell these stories I tell everything from my, my experience on January 6th and what was happening inside and what I was doing. I, I talk about the pretrial January 6th defendants that I went and visited in the D.C. jail uh, back in November of 2021 when no one else could get in. Mm -hmm. I talk about uh, my father dying of cancer and how I had to go. Nancy Pelosi called us back to Washington to impeach President Trump, and I had to fly to Washington to vote no on impeachment the very day my father was having brain surgery to remove tumors and had to leave my mother's side. I tell a lot of personal stories. Um, I, I tell all about 
uh, Freedom Caucus and my disagreements with them. Um, I talk about other members of Congress. I talk about how I've been trying to pass legislation to stop transgender surgeries on kids. And some of the most conservative members of Congress have blocked it and won't support it because they claim it's a state rights issue. So I tell a lot of stories because I think the biggest problem is many Americans don't know what really happens inside the halls of Congress. And I believe people need to know the truth. I believe they need to hear it from me directly, not some media outlet spinning my words or or saying terrible, calling me every phobia there is. Um, So that's what this book is about. And I hope it's a wild read. I hope people really enjoy it. Well, I can't wait to read it. Um, And the truth is that uh, we we conservative women are 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 subject to incredible media bias. Uh, The truth has very little to do with what ends up being printed. Uh, And you can just see it every day when, you know, Corrine Jean-Pierre opens her mouth uh, about, you know, Republicans and Joe Biden, how he's working so, 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 so hard. And he has to do it alone when it comes to immigration. But um, and I know I said that that in the little time we have left, I want to ask you about a congresswoman, Lauren uh, uh, Boebert. Uh, and I, I have to tell you, I did not um, I did not see what she did as being very genteel uh, in an audience. And I'm just curious as to what your take is when she was at Beetlejuice and, uh, you know, vaping and apparently a pregnant woman asked her to stop. And then the whole idea that, you know, she was being grabbed and she grabbed her uh, date's crotch. I mean, it's disgusting. I just thank you for being with us today. I thank you for the time. I thank you for the effort that you make every day in Congress and for what you go through. And I'm going to get a copy of MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, I'd love to see the world from your perspective. Thank you so much for being with us, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. You know, I told you last week that I had no patience for uh, uh, Lauren Boebert's behavior at that theater. And very interesting, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, agrees, thought her behavior was outrageous. And, you know, there are now people who are trying to say, oh, she was set up. They had it lit up so that she could be seen. All right, she could be seen. Well, other people could see her in the theater, too. That's not the issue. What the issue, though, is the fact that two Congress people, uh, Congressman Andy Biggs and Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, both agree that what is happening uh, is going to change America in terms of the borders, uh, that the Biden administration is doing nothing but facilitating, uh, if not being complicit in the entry of illegal aliens into this country. And, you know, folks, I call them illegal aliens. They want to soften it and call them migrants. You know, they want to say they're just looking for a better life. They want to say they just want they just want to be able to work. Uh, Folks, you don't know who they are. 
and I'll bet you wouldn't let them in your house. And the economic impact of dealing with this surge, what the Biden administration is doing is it's just malpractice, uh, giving temporary protected status to people we don't even know, giving them the ability to get a social security number with a temporary protected status. It's referred to as TPS. You know, Everyone says, you know, we need to change the laws in Congress and we need Republicans to do something. No, you need to honor the law. You need to enforce the law. You need to make sure that the border is closed. We can do that. Stop blaming each other. And you know what? I'm not saying it's one party and the other party over the last whatever decades. But what we're seeing right now, folks, are numbers that we have never seen in the history of this country. September, this month of September, we Americans will see more illegals cross than have ever crossed in one month in the history of the United States. And as the Biden administration continues with the catch and release, as the Biden administration simply releases these people into the interior, we are left to deal with the consequences, the consequences of the cost to education, the impact on our children who have already suffered as a result of COVID, the pandemic, the teachers unions and not being in school, you know, the impact of not only their being behind, but now being uh, even more behind because there are more kids in the classroom and your time for each student. Uh, this is a nightmare. We can't afford it. We're in debt. All of us work too hard. All of us watch our money too closely. And the Biden administration and Joe Biden not having the decency when he was in New York City, when we in New York City hosted the U.N., to not even meet with the mayor because the mayor is concerned about the illegals that are literally invading this city. And it, by the way, they're being sent in by the government, folks. Stop blaming the Republicans for that and stop blaming the Republicans for a, 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 a Mayorkas who is the uh, secretary uh, of Homeland Security who could care less. He lies to us. He says the border is secure. It's not. And folks, I'm telling you, every one of us in one way or another are going to suffer because of this administration. I can't believe we're out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here next Sunday, same time, same place, same me, for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everyone, and take care of yourselves. Bye.